Hey there, friends. Welcome into Your Day Extra. My name is uh, Nathan Edwards. I'm the morning anchor for Your Day, joined by meteorologist Nick Marusiak. How you doing, Nick? All right, all right. It's Friday. We Amen almost made it. That. We almost made it. We got to get through this show first. Mm-hmm. And our executive producer, Andy Gonzalez. Andy, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing great. Ready for the weekend. All right, let's rock and roll then. If you have not joined the show before, listened, uh, this show, Your Day Extra, is all about uh, some of our favorite talker stories over the course of the week. We talk about, you know, local stories, national stories, state stories, whatever tickles our fancy. So let's dive right in. Andy, your first story this morning is one that I just was so captivated by Mm -hmm. on social media this week. Yeah, so this week we had probably the greatest congressional testimony in the history of the world. Oh my God, this is so good. Unfortunately, it was in Mexico. Because we can't have nice things here in the United States. They'd ruin it here. They would. By so, what, asking questions about like, hmm. <laughs> so Jamie Masson is a UFOologist in Mexico. And he showed the Mexican Congress alien bodies. So these are ti- two tiny bodies with three fingers each on each hand and elongated heads. I've seen them. And he claims that these are aliens that were discovered in 2017 in Peru. Okay. So, I mean, you're right. In the U.S., we would be like, how is this related to Hunter Biden? Yes. But uh, in Mexico, they've got this dude, and like, it was like a great unveiling. They, they took the tops off these boxes, and it, yeah. it was weird because these how, – how big would you say they were? They're probably doll size? Yeah, a couple – Aliens? Know, two, three feet. Didn't they reveal, like, some x-rays, too, or something, showing, like, the insides or whatnot? Yeah, and they also, they had um, one group, UNAM, don't ask me what it stands for. Um, Some group did some samples for it, and they claim that they're about a 1,000 years old. Okay. So, and these aren't actually from Mexico. No, these are from Peru, and now the Peruvian government is asking how... This UFOologist, which is the coolest title ever. Yeah, I never knew that existed. Me neither until this week. Um, they're asking how he got his hands on these two bodies. So there's been some pushback, though, about this. Some people are saying this guy is uh, like a crackpot, right? Yeah. Nick included. Put, put your hand down. <laughs> if I recall, I was reading somewhere that the dude has tried to pull stunts in the past. Yeah. So, you know, I call me a skeptic, but... But this could be the one. Andy, I know you're a great believer. I'm on the fence. It's like, you know, I'm a Bigfoot agnostic, alien agnostic. Loch Ness? There's nothing down there. I'm not crazy, okay? (laughs) You know? But look, if you look at the universe, there has to be some life out there. Now, why would these be... Why would there be just like the mummified remains of these things? Like, how are how are these just now coming to life? You think they yeah, would have right. like sent a search ship like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, two of ours are lost down there. You want to pick yeah. them up? Eh, we'll get them in the next millennium. We'll right. figure it out. That part doesn't make sense. Also, I have this theory that if aliens existed, they wouldn't look like tiny humans. Because look at even our own planet. You go to the bottom of the ocean... And those are some of the creepiest things to ever exist, live thousands of feet below the Earth's surface and below water. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense that creatures that live in planets far away 
do not look like us. What if they lived here before us and we evolved in the form of the, the oh, alien? Okay, Tom, Tom Cruise. Yeah, man. About to say Nick, you are the, you're an ultimate yeah. skeptic on this. Though. It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I've seen enough video, like the famous videos on, um, Oh gosh! When I was uh, back in uh, back in like middle school, oh, it's an alien, and it's a guy going around a box showing uh, one of the aliens on like Live Leak or one of those, and or E Bombs World. There was always like a video of oh, look at this alien encounter. It's just at a certain point, I look at a person like this, and I'm like, I'm really skeptical. Yeah, but I mean, like the the even the U.S. Uh, congressional hearings, though, I mean, they have yeah. acknowledged that there have been an unidentified objects in the sky spotted by the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is now starting to come to the forefront, and more people are starting to think that some of these long-held beliefs in the U.S. Yeah. are actually real. You know, I, I will grant you this. You know, it's... I'm glad the UFO, like the military is acknowledging, hey, we don't know what it is, but that doesn't mean that it's automatically aliens. Like it, there, mm-hmm. there can be other options. There could be phenomenon, whether it's, you know, um, light, whether it's uh, reflections, whether it's, you know, uh, an alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. There are a whole host of different yeah. things that could all be. You, all you need is one. Yeah, exactly. That all is these true. other ones, E-bomb world, all these other ones, these could be fake, sure, but all you need is that one that's real. I'm Listen, I'm just thankful they're small, they're drop kickable, <laughs> and uh, we will survive. <laughs> well, you never know. One we could hope. have like the laser from like Marvin the Martian. That's true. Never underestimate the human's race to mess things up. We, I'm uh, just watch Mars attacks. Yeah. Can and, I can I point know. out one of the funniest things is if they finally made it to Earth, everybody's watching them, and one of them just trips coming down like their stairs. They'd be like, they they have to go back up. And <laughs> yeah, they do few. it again. <laughs> They're like us. Yeah. All right, Nick, uh, you are ready for an old man rant this morning. I don't know if it's a rant, but it, it's Jeffrey. It's something I've been thinking about a lot of times because. Uh, I was never into fashion. I was never a big... Really? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I was never big into this. I was never big into, oh my gosh, what's everybody wearing? But it was interesting because I've been watching Reddit and it's been showing, here's like this year and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Maybe not necessarily style, but it brings me back to this era. Gen Z is actually going back to an era that may predate us, which is Jort's era. And I think that that is one of the funniest things of all the things they could pull. They go, hey, yeah, how about jorts? So, like, we're going to an insane clown posse concert now, like, at all yeah, times? Like, I guess. eventually they'll come, they'll go, hey, you're never going to get us what we did. What did you do? We put a giant chain with a wallet oh attached my God. to it. <laughs> that was the worst. Did you ever have, like, Jinko jeans? I, I don't think I ever no. had Jinko jeans. That was a little, that might have been a little bit before your it time, Andy. Been. Yeah, but I remember the fashion trend of everything had to be super baggy when we were mm-hmm. kids. Or uh, and one of the weird ones was I was watching like fashion from 2007. Every every uh, like teenager, 20-year-old had like a white shirt, long sleeve, and then something short sleeve over the top. And it was like, yep, it was layers was the trend. And now it's just like, nope. It's just so interesting to see how things have changed over the years well think back to some of the horrific examples of at least men's fashion that i would never want to see come back the the double popped collars that's the worst that was awful or you had the puka shell necklaces Mm -hmm. 
hey, watch it, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there, I went through that emo phase, and my favorite was like, you know, you always, you had the one kid who would wear all black everywhere, mm-hmm. and not just, you know, not the necessarily the goth. I'm just talking about the person who, you know, shopped at Hot Topic for three straight years. You, you can say my name. I only wore oversized band shirts and cargo shorts. Hey, Andy, I was there with you in middle school. It was so comfortable. I had so many Simpsons t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ashamed Mm -hmm. to say that. Yeah. Simpsons band shirts. You would have, uh, you know, like a cargo pants or, you know, shorts on. I mean, yeah, that that does sound about right. It changed for me when I was in high school and I wore a collared shirt one day and I got a compliment from a girl and it was game over. Yeah. (laughs) It was Collared Shirt Express. And then everybody started calling me Grandpa. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe it's just my demeanor. I just scream that I eat mm-hmm. grape nuts every morning for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I it, it, Gen Z's kind of been fascinating because they've kind of plucked fashion trends from a bunch of different generations. Like I've seen mm-hmm. some, like uh, they have like the sweater knit polos, like their 70s kind of looking yep. that they've yeah. been wearing a lot lately. I've noticed like some 80s and 90s trends. The, I think the high just, hip, yeah. uh, the, the, basically the jeans that the lowest they go is basically the belly button. Yeah, yeah, the, the um, high-waisted mom jeans. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been yeah. kind of fascinating. And then you get the early 2000s where it's like the crop top up to here, mm-hmm. where yeah. it was like, and it's just... That's why I love that article because I was just, I was just like, yep, here's another one that maybe we didn't think about or that was uh, 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 back in the 90s and you go, oh, yeah, I remember that one. And now it's coming back and you're like, oh, please don't do it like we did. But don't make that mistake. But don't you feel old? Because when a, you were young, though, you heard your parents saying like, oh, yeah, this fashion from when I was a kid is coming back. And that's like such an old person thing to say is my old fashion is coming back. Don't so know, don't you feel old? Because if you don't, you should. I felt old when we were talking about the NSYNC members coming out with their first song in 20 years, Andy. I was That's I true. felt old the other day when we were sitting in here and I brought up Cheers. And Milena, who's 10 years my, you know, youth, mm-hmm. was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's I feel old. Scary. I already do feel old. And, and you know true. me, I'm old man. Like, I have old man vibes. And you do. And it's just one of those things that I'm, I've been kind of going through it at least lately of, you know, I'm no longer setting trends. I'm now mm-hmm. three, five, six, seven years behind them. So I might as well just comfort down and hunker down until I'm the old comfort man. Comfort down. Yeah. And it is a shame that they don't have Kmart still for men like us. Anyways, <laughs> Kmart fashion was my jam. Anyways, uh, moving on to my, my, my story this morning. Um, okay, so Joe Exotic. Presidential candidate Joe Exotic. Presidential candidate Joe Exotic. Carol Baskin, I'm so angry in prison. Anyways, from Tiger King, you may remember him. He was a phenomenon. Um, he actually wrote a letter to Joe Burrow on official Joe Exotic 2024. Sir Joe Burrows. Joe, Joe Burrows. Burrows. He said with an S. Joe Burrows. <laughs> And he said that since, you know, basically Joe Burrow had been, you know, going by, you know, Tiger King on the Bengals or Joe Exotic himself, that he needed to help pony up 20 grand to help pay for Joe Exotic's <laughs> lawyers to help get him out of prison. Dude, he's trying it all, ain't he? You know, when you have nothing but free time all day, you might as well try grasping at straws. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't do like a mullet. He didn't try to pull off the whole Joe look. No. Exotic look. Maybe you should try that. Maybe they win. Beat the Browns. They won't. 
Joe Exotic. Did you, you have want- one win and you all of a sudden become Mr. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, man. You're going to hear from me all season long. What, I mean, like, Joe Exotic, I think we should elect him president. What could go wrong? What nothing? I mean, like we're at a point in America where it's like let's just let's just try something different. Let's, uh, let's take this experiment one step further. <laughs> Meth for everybody. <laughs> you know, can I be honest with you? I never saw the Tiger King because you know I didn't have Netflix and I just mm-hmm. didn't have interest. But I know I I know all the references. I know the story of it, and it's just kind of crazy that this guy keeps himself relevant now. Where what? Five years out, four years out of like his three? peak of popular three. Yeah, yeah. Felt he's like, like the guy you randomly see at Walmart walking without mm-hmm. pants on. He's got like a yeah. pet squirrel or a pet raccoon. Yeah, and he gets real angry if you take a photo of him. Leave me alone! Uh, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that show so I much. Do. It's a great show, and it came at the right time. Yeah. yeah. It was like the pandemic, like we're all depressed and Joe Burrow brought us, not Joe Burrow. Uh, (laughs) See, look, I got him mixed up now. uh, Joe Exotic pulled us out of our depression. Exactly. My God. And I will say he has, when he ran for president in 2012, 2016, the first time, he had the greatest ever campaign ad. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Does he ride a tiger? There's tigers in the background. And it's talking about how he's broke. He is being sued by a woman in Florida. He won't cut his hair. He won't wear a suit. But I'm Joe Exotic. Talks about his two husbands. It's great. It has everything you want in a political ad. <laughs> I mean, like, look, we might be okay with the president in prison. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Andy. Wow, you're throwing down some politics. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm saying Joe, Joe Burrow, this right? This is a no politics. <laughs> this is not a no politics. I'm not talking about I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, okay. An- Andy, so this is a story that might be of high interest to Nick. Yes. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's regretting coming if, if on you're, this. If you've tried everything, look at you, Nick. If you've tried anything and you're still single... Is this an intervention? Is this what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, you'll get a stand-up special at the end of it. Um, So Carolina Geitz, a 29-year-old woman from Brazil living in New York, she's been single for a while, so she decided to do something about it. She carried a sign throughout Manhattan saying, looking for a husband. And it worked. Or it seems like it. After 30 minutes, she got a guy's number. She was tired of the dating apps, said, I'm going to put this sign out there. Maybe the universe will see it and give it to me. We're going to send Nick to Speedway. (laughs) (laughs) At the Olympic concert. (laughs) With a sign that says, looking for a wife, and we will see what happens. Uh, the same thing that's going to happen. Someone's going to stop by and go, oh, that's pretty funny. Give me a number, and it's the rejection hotline. Or, you know what? Can you imagine being that do, guy? Do you know that by heart at this point? <laughs> Hi, it's Nimi again. Hi, Nick. Yeah, we, we know this routine. <laughs> do we have to repeat the whole spiel? I, I appreciate it, yes. <laughs> I mean, we could take new pictures for your Hinge profile if you're holding up a sign that says looking for a wife. Oh, boy. That's My just, wife! Uh, <laughs> You know, I'll say it this way. The dating apps have led to this because I think mm-hmm. some like 80% of them are owned by like the match group. So and then the other one is owned by Bumble. And they're mm-hmm. all getting to the point where it used to be, okay, hey, for a free for a month to move yourself up, it was three ninety nine. Now some of them are like 80 bucks for a month 
to move yourself up or to access features. It is crazy expensive. So why not mm-hmm. stand in the middle of a large city block with a sign that says, question mark, date me? You know? I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been dating for a long time. I mean, I, I, I date. I look, yeah. I scored my wife before the dating apps even existed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did the old fashioned way. Yeah. We're uh, friends. But I don't know. Is it? I mean, it's probably harder nowadays to do it that way. Yeah, I think meeting people organically has gone has gotten harder. I read recently on Reddit someone saying that oh, some guy started came up to me and started talking to me at a bar. How creepy! Like, yeah, that meeting people organically now is viewed as creepy. We're at the point where online dating is the norm, and meeting in real life it's kind of sad is the weird way to meet people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, there, and there's a lack of third places, too. It mm-hmm. used to be back where everybody would go to their neighborhood place. You would yep. all meet up. You all knew each other. And you could all vouch for each other. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, you go on the app, and next thing you know, it's like, well, I'm going to take a risk that this person's an axe murderer or, you know, just a crazy person. I mean, or Nick Marusiak. There are a lot of worse things than me. Like, you know, crazy person, yeah. axe murderer. Well, that's basically it. Yeah, those two things, that's it. The, yeah. the, <laughs> it's interesting because I started reading into this, and there's, you know, one woman is offering $5,000 to anyone who introduces her to her husband. Wow. Then there's another trend of women wearing fake engagement rings, hoping to get a husband, which seems counterintuitive to me, but it might be like this. Like if the if I do it, maybe the universe will give me a husband. That's the dumbest it's thing. Weird. Yeah, that's and that one. That one's like the first thing that I'm like, okay, I'm talking to this person. Like, you know, do you look for you look for rings? You yeah. look for anything else that says okay? Am I? Is this even smart for me to be like saying anything? You know, or even trying it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even trying to ask a person out. It's just I, I don't get some of the trends with this, but I also understand desperation and, you know, where some people are like, you know, I'm 33, I'm 34, 35. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm starting to, I'm worried about not having kids. And, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely stressful outside. Yeah. You know, from the smell of desperation to the smell of nostalgia, Nick, let's move on to your next story. Yeah. Uh, it, so this was our poll question today. What's, what smell brings you back? And I loved some of the responses. And one thing that really got to me was, okay, we talk all about nostalgia, whether it was, you know, the hamburgers and maybe talking about one that you loved years ago or places that you've been. Uh, I love the idea of smells bringing you back to somewhere, whether it's, you know, we had someone uh, talk about grandmother's house. We had someone talk about, you know, their place or cooking a specific meal or walks. I just love that aspect of the human brain combines with our senses to take us to a time and place. Yeah, I mean... For me, I was talking about, you know, the smell of cracking open a fresh can of Play-Doh. And that's a great smell. It is a great yeah. smell. I hadn't smelled in years, but now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it was like, yeah. oh, well, I remember childhood. You pop that thing, you go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's great. And I, you know, it's funny is like, I remember whenever we open a new can of Play-Doh with my kids, it instantly pops into my head watching the TV show dinosaurs yeah mm-hmm. with like the not the mama you know <laughs> dinosaur because that's what we did we watched that show we played with play-doh um we hung out at the house and i remember like all the different molds we had and stuff mm-hmm. and and it's kind of good i also get a similar smell when i open the con- 
it's weird, but like the smell of the plastic with Legos. Yeah. I have these big bins of Legos, and we open it up, and they have a distinct smell to them. Yeah. It's weird. That's great, but there has to be something scientifically where the sense of smell is super tightly linked to memory in the brain. I think it is. I, yep. you know, more that, so than the others. I think that's true with food. You know, mm-hmm. there. You know, sometimes food isn't necessarily. I think this is why people don't think sometimes like when they go to a restaurant they have been to in years, they're like, it's not what it used to be. Well, your memories are always going to be better than yes. the reality, you know? And I think smell is oftentimes tied to that. I remember going to the donut shop when I was a kid smelling like cigarettes when they could still smoke in there mm. and the smell of donuts and cigarettes. And we still joke about how the donut shop secret recipe was nicotine back in the day and it doesn't hit the same <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Well, for me, it was I was talking about the smell of Arizona after a rain. It was a very distinct smell, but mm-hmm. one day I was walking past the candle shop and I'm like, oh, hold on, that brings me right back to X, Y, and Z where I smelled this. Or mm-hmm. like you said, it's taste. You you have something and you go, I can't place it where I had. And like probably a month later, I was sitting there and go, oh, it was these two places. And it was completely different size, but just that Mm -hmm. synapse of memory. Uh, I just find that fascinating. And I I love that poll question for today just because we got so many great responses. Yeah, some person said that there's certain plastics that just have a wonderful smell for them. Hmm. Plastics. Interesting. Yes. But then again, look at your Lego thing. That's true. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's great. I love it. it. I yeah, love and I was it. telling you that Cubans have a <laughs> Oh, this is perfume. weird. You say it's weird. I think it's, I mean, it's normal for me. So Cubans have a specific <laughs> perfume that they put on babies. And to me, it is the greatest smell in the world. Why do they put perfume on babies? Why wouldn't you? It's, but what is like the, what's the purpose here? It so people like wonder- them? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, all they I know can is identify it- their own baby whenever they go. It's like the one no, that but- smells like aqua di No, but everyone <laughs> wears the same one. It, like every baby in Miami is – every Cuban baby in Miami wears it. Huh. It is the greatest smell in the world. And your grandmother yeah. still has a bottle of it in her room. And every now and then you just put it on yourself. And it brings back the best memories. Hmm. Go back to being a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, oh, that's, hey, that's a better option than huffing random people's babies exactly. out in public. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one needs a change. Well, I think the same thing goes with, like, you know, um, the Johnson & Johnson uh, baby shampoo yeah. smell, you know? That's a very distinct smell. I remember mm-hmm. when my little guys, you know, were small, and I just leaned down and go, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the stuff right there, you know? Yeah. Even that's weird, but, you know, certain smells just have certain memories for you You so well guys uh we're talking a little bit more nostalgia here and i know nick is going to have something to say about this you have something to say about everything though don't you i I, I think i'm gonna go be the one on the rant today okay okay here we go okay so uh you know writer's strike you know all that stuff in hollywood some things are being put on hold some things are moving forward one of the things being put on hold is a murder she wrote reboot they're gonna be making a film adaptation no angela lansbury she passed away a couple years ago and then also they just released a fraser trailer for a brand new show with kelsey Grammer. guys first off andy i know you have an opinion on murder she wrote but mm-hmm. we'll get to you know yeah. our ideas for reboots in a minute what do you think about this if the only thing holding it back is the actor strike i hope it never ends 
Who could you get to, like, is it going to be somebody, you know, is Meryl Streep going to be the new Angela Lansbury? Like, with our luck, it's going to be an, a J.B. Fletcher origin story that turns her into an action hero. <laughs> is she just shooting guns? Yeah, it's going to be her 20 years younger. I don't know. I hate it. You do not mess with perfection, and Angela Lansbury as J.B. Fletcher is perfection. Well, that's just like CBS a couple years ago. They tried to reboot the the Magnum P.I. show. Mm -hmm. They tried to reboot uh, MacGyver. And I'm just like, why? I'm like, you're not going to be able to replicate the magic because it was so new. It was so fresh when it Mm -hmm. came out. And I mean, it's just nostalgia bait is pretty much all it is. It is. And and you think about it, you know, like I used the example of Gilligan's Island. Some of that stuff can't hold up anymore because of the technology so different. You know, how are you going to have MacGyver not pull out, you know, a little cell phone walkie-talkie? You go back to the James Bond movies. Oh, he's got a, 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 a literally a wristwatch that he could talk into. And now everybody has it. It's not special anymore. Yeah, no. exactly. So, you know, it's how are you going to reimagine it for today's century without losing yep. it? And that's a very hard line to mm-hmm. not to not do. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Get Smart. Yeah. This old TV show is about a spy and he's, his shoe is a phone. Well, now you have it in your pocket. But when they remade it with Steve Carell, he still had the shoe phone, which makes no sense. It made no sense. So what? What is there any oldie goldie you know, TV show that you would reboot or like to see rebooted? With the same? Could I keep the same cast? If they're alive. I'd be interested. I would be interested to see like a Dick Van Dyke show remake, even though the only person still alive from that cast is Dick Van Dyke. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like, he's really old. He is. But, but he's, he's still, still ca- charming. He is. I know. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. You know, uh, I think all of them are classic for a reason. And that's the actors, the actresses in their period. Now, you could certainly try and do things where, you know, the big one for me was when they did Boy Meets World. They were going to, OK, we're going to reimagine a show and just basically as if we're going to pick it up 20 years in advance. Mm-hmm. All right. You got me in. And then they tried to make it for not my generation and it just i remember watching an episode or two and being like i just don't like the direction they took it i would have liked that version of the show that i was watching but then again i may have looked at it and gone oh they're just going back to the well Mm -hmm. they're just going back to the well again and you know it's just i don't know i may come up with other ideas i'm a you know i just want creativity again Give yeah. me something different. Mm-hmm. Don't give me, don't give me, you know, Sopra- the Sopranos where uh, he, you know, the origin story. They did that movie, yeah, yeah. Or, or the opposite where it's like following after the scene in the restaurant. No, that's a perfect ending. Just mm-hmm. there is a certain point where it's okay to leave things. It's okay to go. I'm not going to actually, yeah. you know, touch this. It's well, art. Well, with the Frasier one, I was just watching the trailer before it, and it said something like New City. Which, first off, Boston is not a new city for Fraser Crane. Second of all, new city, same Fraser. Thing is, what the show is on 25 years ago? Yeah. People change in 25 years, so you can't say. But you know, same him. They they probably want to see the evolution of the character. Remember, we talked about this with the smells. Uh, the past is always better than the present, you know. And people yeah. give them that nostalgia dose. You know, it's the most powerful mm-hmm. drug in American culture right now. It is, but I don't know. Just leave it alone. I will allow it 
if his ex-wife Lilith is on the show. Listen, I'm not re- I'm not going to be willing to riot until they try to reboot Back to the Future as a movie. Hmm. If they try that, mm-hmm. I will throw a fit. That is like my one that is my draw the line in the sand. What if it's part 4 with It's uh, not going to happen. Same actors. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. You you can hope. Well, we can hope. Like a little cameo. Yeah. I get I'm Yeah, still, Marty's son. The I mean like I'm not going to lie I'm all about Indiana Jones, but the last one was still even a stretch for me. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about now our love and hate real quick here. Andy, was your love and the hate in the hate of the week? All right. My love for the week is I'm going to go see the producers tonight at the oh, Victoria nice. Theater. It's my first time there. So that's exciting. And it's one of my favorite musicals. It's so good. It is. Yeah. I just love Mel Brooks. That is a good one. Hate. My hate. Kind of going off of adaptations and all that. Uh, the new Kenneth Branagh movie comes out today, A Haunting in Venice. It's based off of an Agatha Christie book called Halloween Party. Interesting note, in the original source material, there is no haunting and no Venice. It's a, a kid's Halloween party in England. So they're basically just making up something. It's yes. not really... A, it's kind of an adaptation, but not really. Yeah, and, I, and this week I saw that they... The publisher republished Halloween Party as a haunting in Venice. Same book with they're no haunting, make, they're no trying Venice. To make money, yeah. But book form, it's weird. I hate it, mm-hmm. even yeah. without seeing it. Love, hate. Uh, so I know what your hate's going to be. But Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. I mean, look, that I, I guess so. But I, I think I've just kind of been just shielded myself from. Hayden on sports. Um, personally, my love is what's uh, the weather over the last few days. It's been so mm-hmm. gorgeous to get outside. I've had the windows open. The dog and I have been outside for the first time in months where we just enjoy it. And, um, you know, I, I guess at this point, the hate is, you know, uh, I'm going to hate on fall because that's what I do here. Ah, uh, Yeah. Love to hate. Oh, well, our little screen went out there. It's okay that we're at the end of the show. Whatever. All right. So uh, my love would happen to be there's a show on Netflix I'm obsessed with. It's called Live to 100, The Blue Zones. Mm -hmm. And it talks about all these places around the world where people are living to 100 at the highest rate. Okay, so uh, they go and try to find out the common threads between these areas. And it's just so fascinating what has kept people alive this long. It's pretty simple. It's it's all about love, community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, eating stuff that's not crap and just being active in your day to day. Mm -hmm. I mean, and uh, I think the biggest part of it is just that human interaction, which is so important. Then my hate of the week um, I would probably have to go with, oh God, I don't know. Probably the fact that my, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't hate anything this week. There you go. I'm sorry. I wish I had something to hate. No, I, uh, no. I had to think That's about your it for final a thought is yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing, exactly. folks. My brain is fried for the day. Uh, final thoughts, guys. Anything else you want to add? Not really. It's going to be nice this weekend. Go find a place with the patio and enjoy it. Yeah, uh, football's back, woo. I'll be on the couch watching a couple games on Saturday and trying to get stuff done at the house and uh, gear up my house for winter because it's right around the corner. Got to winterize it. All right, well, that is all for Your Day Extra. Uh, This is Nick Marusiak, Andy Gonzalez, and I'm Nathan Edwards. Make sure you like and subscribe, and uh, we'll see you back here next Friday. Bye.